So what are you saying, Eve? Eve said the devil, the serpent deceived me. What are you, what are you saying, Eve? Give an account for your actions, Eve. The serpent beguiled me, deceived me. Is that why you live in a fantasy world now, Eve? Is that why so many women live in a fantasy, an illusion, a delusionary world? Come on now. Overcoming the serpent. That's your goal in life, Eve. Descendants of Eve. You have to overcome the serpent, the serpent mind, the serpent will. You have to overcome the serpent for yourself. Not for a man, but for yourself. You was beguiled, Eve. Is that why your descendants live in a fantasy? And oh God, God help if trauma's been added in. Trauma-based fantasies. It's my opinion that most women live in a trauma-based fantasy land. Trying to make sense of it all, but not really. See, that's why God gave you a covering. God gave you someone that was responsible first. A first responder. God gave a woman a first responder. Most don't understand that. You a first responder, man. When something go wrong, you supposed to spring into action, some action, some plan. Search out with your God what you have to do. You a problem solver by nature. That's where you thrive, man. You're running out of problems to solve around you. Now you got to look in yourself and look in your heart and solve the problem of your heart. What are you living for? What are you living in, man? Are you living to chase something around all your life? Spend your energy your life force. Tabulating a high body count. 
And you wonder why, man, you can't make decisions. You wonder why, man, you can't see truth. You wonder why, man, that you always following down or wrong in the same path. You have the spirit of all those women on you that you slept with. You don't get to ride for free either. Every woman that a man sleeps with, it's an exchange of the death principle. So I'll try to make this short to you. I don't know if I can only, I can understand it myself. <laughs> when death entered into Adam and Eve, desire sprang up. A desire to want to continue to live, to continue our race, to continue our people. A desire in Adam's loins was produced for Eve, a burning in Eve's <laughs> reproductive system to want to know, to want to discover. Let's fulfill our wisdom and make us children in the earth out of desire because we will die. Every time I desire that woman, I'm, I'm, my spirit is put in remembrance of its coming death. Every time I, I look at that woman, desire, my flesh is telling my spirit, death is coming. Hold on. Wait a minute, it's coming. Coming for you, you and you, it's coming. It can't be held back. No amount of pleading can hold it back. You can find grace in it, but you can't hold it back. How are you gonna understand something? And it grieved my spirit. And my the love and my love and desire for a woman comes out of the fact that I'll die. Not that I'll live. Comes out of the fact that my clock is ticking. You wanna know why so-called poor people have more babies than they should? Because maybe one survived. It's a numbers game. One might break through. One might make it into the kingdom. One might make it into the kingdom of God. One might make it into the kingdom of our Lord. Out of all these children born on the earth to the daughters of men. Some might make it. Some might survive. You have to overcome the serpent. 
That's all in your mind, all in your memories, all in your thoughts, regurgitating past events in your life over and over and over and over again. This is the curse that's on the woman, the inability to control her thought life. That doesn't mean she can't be successful. That doesn't mean she can't do good things. They can't do great things. But in my opinion, humbly, most women, if you get in relationships with them, they're great friends. They're great comrades. But you get in a relationship with them, what are you realize she can't control her thought life either. She can be worth millions. And sometimes the more money they make, the more thoughts they can't control. So you have to overcome the serpent. And the man has to overcome the hearing of your voice. It says, Adam hearkened on to the sound of Eve's voice while you're hearkening on to her voice. Adam, did it become suddenly sweeter? Adam. <laughs> She said it was good to look at, and all of a sudden, she looked a little different to you, Adam. She said, it'll be good to look at. So she's saying, I'll be good to look at. If I take from this knowledge of good and evil, I'll be good to look at. And I'm not going to stop right there. I'll be desirable. He going to desire me. I will be desired and in many ways worshipped. That's serpent talk. A serpent mindset. It'll be good to make us wise. We'll make our own people. We'll have our own children and raise them up in our image, not the image of God. And free will. So it's my humble opinion that it is humanity that's signed on not only to God's enemy, but it's humanity that's signed on to God's purpose through his own heart, through his own desire. God wanted to walk around in flesh and blood on this earth and be a man. Walk around and touch things like flesh, <laughs> like a man <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Because he's what? He's humbling himself unto himself. <laughs> See, you got to understand God can humble himself to no one other than himself. Jesus Christ is the humbling of God unto himself. Jesus Christ is God loving on himself. Jesus Christ is the image and likeness of God himself, Emmanuel with us. God is able to house his spirit inside the flesh of a man, this man, Jesus Christ. And because he's both man and divine, he can distribute that nature onto those that come onto him. And are born after his spirit because his spirit reproduces itself. See, God is not a, a, a God is not a, a in a name, a barren God. God is not a barren God. These gods of this world are barren. There is life in this God.
and you a living witness of it. See, we were born once, and then we needed to be born again. What do you mean? I mean born of his spirit. From his will. His likeness. His image. I know, I know, I know, I know. Sometimes things, sometimes the truth is real simple. Most of the time, the truth is real simple. So I overcome, hearkening to the, my woman's voice. Not that there can't be wisdom in that. I'm saying, hearkening unto her voice in rebellion towards your God. Hearkening in rebellion. Hearkening unto the voice of rebellion. That's seductive. And this burst in nature of seduction of sin in the earth. See, this is the birthing of the seducing nature of sin in the earth. Somebody, this man Adam, desired something other than his God, the birthing of rebellious sin in the earth. This woman <laughs> coming out of this man, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, desired something other than the God that created them. It'll be good for food. It'll be good to look at. I can imagine... She taking that first consumption of rebellion and the power and the surge. She began to look at herself differently. I'm sure she began to look more pretty to herself. She began to admire herself. She began to worship herself. She said, it's good to look at. And she took up the thing that's good to look at. And now she's looking at herself like she's good to look at now. Ah, come on now. Where are you going with this one, man? Where are you going to this one? I'm going down to the flesh. She said it, it'll be desired to be to the flesh. She said the desire to make one what? It's good for the flesh. So she said, how do you know it's good for the flesh? It's good to eat. It's good for food. How you know it's good for food? We can eat of all these plant life in this beautiful garden. And you're now introducing some sort of new delicacy in the name of Jesus. You're talking about a delicacy, Eve. What kind of delicacy are you propositioning in the name of Jesus? Now, not only be good to look at, but you will have desire in your flesh for it also. You'll have desire burning in your flesh for it. That's why a man will rape, a man will destroy and go to prison over and over and over again. Because there's something burning down in his flesh in the name of Jesus. A desire that he needs to bring under the cross every day. Good to make us wise. What kind of wisdom you need, Adam and Eve? Didn't God put you in a garden, Adam and Eve? <laughs> you know you're going to need some wisdom when you go out there in this world of rebellion. You know you're going to need some wisdom when you go out to, into this world of the knowledge of good and evil. See, you're going to need wisdom to balance that knowledge of good and evil if you can. In the name of Jesus, and make you children unto your own wisdom. 
make us wise. Why you want to be wiser than God? Why you want to be wiser than your creator? And, ne and never said you, Adam and Eve, loved on God. It never said that they built an altar to God. It never said that their heart panted after God. It never said that Adam and Eve's heart ever panted after God. I didn't say it didn't happen, but it seemed like to me they wasn't that curious about him. He'd always come in the garden. He'd come in to see us. Maybe one day someone will get the notion in their heart to seek out this God. Maybe one day someone will get the notion in their heart to examine this thing in their heart, in their spirit, this empty void. Maybe one day someone will examine this empty void that's in my heart for leaving my God, for leaving his will in the name of Jesus. That's where God is merciful. So he comes and seeks you out. Where you at, Adam? Who told you you was naked? Where you at, Eve? Why you hiding on them bushes? What you doing? Who told y'all who you been talking to? Other than my spirit. And you didn't think to consult me. When you was being tempted, 